Hello and welcome back to Outcast, a podcast about queerness, disability and more. I'm your host Delta and my pronouns are Viva Vis. And in this episode I will be talking about my personal journey with my gender. So I guess in hindsight, the earliest sign that I was not cis is something that I already talked about in the name episode. That I did not like the name that I was given at birth. And as I said in that episode as well, I couldn't figure out why I just hated it but even then I still gave myself names that fit my assigned gender so I had no idea and then as I got a bit older like when puberty started I dreaded growing breasts and then once that was finished I was very happy that they did not get bigger than they did and during that time as well every time I had a cold I was happy because my voice was deeper as I also mentioned in another episode During that time, people started picking up on the fact that something about me is queer. And I had my gender slash sex questioned by my peers sometimes in a way to insult me. And it definitely was insulting. But part of it, the confusion and the questioning also just gave me euphoria. But, you know, I didn't really think anything of it. I just thought I was like a tomboy, a masculine girl or whatever, because I didn't know anything else was possible. Like, I knew that trans people existed, like trans men and trans women, I knew that they existed, but I knew that I definitely wasn't a trans man. At some point, my sister even asked, like, oh, do you want to be a boy? And I very clearly said, no, I do not, because I do not. <laughs> and the first time I actually heard about genderqueer people was in a very negative way by some of my peers at school when I was, like, 16 or 17. And they were basically mocking the fact that Facebook had, like, a lot of gender options. And I was like, how can there be 76 genders? I do not understand. I just did not understand. And I think at one point I also saw something about, on Wikipedia, about a third gender. I was like, I don't, well, I don't understand because until then I just had a very bio-essentialist idea of gender. And it also did not help that in German the word for sex and gender is one and the same word. So that just massively confused me. But yeah, I just I just didn't think about it. And the first time I actually saw a genderqueer person on the internet was on Tumblr when I saw someone who had, I think it was fee-fur pronouns in fur bio. And I had like judgmental thoughts. I was like, is this a joke? But I never talked to this person. I never reached out to this person because... I just moved on with my life because clearly I did not understand what this was about. Then in like 2016, so when I was like 17, I started watching a lot of English language YouTube. And one day I had a video recommended by Steph Sanyati, who is a trans female YouTuber, which was just where she talked about her Woodenberg syndrome. And I watched that and I was like, hmm interesting and then in that sidebar from there was another video that said there was about her being like I don't know how many months or years on estrogen so I watched that because I wasn't entirely sure what it meant and then I found out she was trans and I just found her journey like really interesting because I never watched any of that like so closely like an actual trans person so openly talking about this kind of stuff that wasn't like created by cis people I guess and I subscribed to her channel and then in April 2017 she uploaded a video with her parents where she had them guess trans terminology and one of the terms that they had to guess the meaning of was non-binary and I don't think I ever really heard that term before and that was the first time I heard this term and this concept this idea in like 
a positive or neutral way. And then I went and I looked it up and something just clicked in my brain. Like that was me. That was literally just me. And then I looked at different labels, tried to figure out what it was. I considered like the label Butch for a while and that didn't fit. And by that time, I already knew that I was definitely very much not a man and very much not a woman. My understanding of gender was still very limited and based on the binary. Like I thought every gender queer gender was based of a binary gender. So the only way to be completely neither a man nor woman was to not have a gender at all. So I started identifying as a gender for almost a year, I think. And even towards the end of the year, I kind of moved away from using the term agender and moved towards mainly using non-binary as a term because I didn't feel as comfortable using a term that described me as having no gender. I guess something about that just fell off, but I couldn't really place why. And that was a time in my life where I spent a lot of time on Reddit and the non-binary subreddit and someone there was asking people if they knew a label to describe them. And they describe themselves as like being not a man, not a woman, but having a very clear sense of gender. And someone replied, oh, this is Maverick. And I looked the term up and it clicked again. I was like, oh, it is actually possible to have a gender that's very much not a man or a woman. Like not every gender, queer gender is based off the binary. That's how I learned that. And I used that label for such, such, such a long time. I have used it until last year, so basically three years, which to me is long considering that I've been out for five years. And because my identity also during that time just felt so stable for such a long time. And also what I forgot to mention was that as soon as I came out or as soon as I read about all this stuff, I also found out about the trans label and how it's not binary and how it just means anyone who does not identify with what they've been assigned at birth. And I used the term trans immediately and for a while I actually used the term transmasculine as well because the way the community functioned or still functions in a way is it favours masculinity and femininity over being neither. And I thought in order to be trans enough, to be agender enough, to be non-binary enough, I had to be masculine. And... I kind of forced myself into a masculine identity because I felt like I was being forced into a masculine identity by the community because everyone also only talks about trans masculinity and trans femininity and I pushed myself into like a masculine role and it wasn't good for me because that masculine role was not me and that I also realized as soon as I found the term Maverick that I was not trans masculine that I was just trans I didn't really use any suffix to the trans identity for a while. So I used the term every as the most specific term to describe my gender exclusively until last year. Because possibly starting like 2020 or something, I also used the term trans androgynous because I felt very at home in an androgynous, ambiguous type of presentation. And then last year I actually realized, wait a minute. I feel like androgyny is actually a bigger part of my identity than just my expression. I realized that I am androgyne and not maverick. There are several definitions of androgyne. I use the definition of being a combination of masculine and feminine. You can't really describe me as masculine and feminine either because I am the inseparable combination of both. I am not masculine and feminine. I am 
androgynous. I am androgyne. I definitely still have a sense of being euphorian, of being completely removed from the gender binary. The way I experience my androgyny has nothing to do with manhood, has nothing to do with womanhood. It is inherently gay, it is inherently queer, because my masculinity, I guess, is not the masculinity of men. It is the masculinity of lesbians. And my femininity is not the femininity of women, it is the femininity of villains. And I am the combination of both. So being gay is also such an inherent part of how I experience my gender. And it's very much Ephorian. I still massively align myself with other Ephorians. Later last year, I think it must have been after I started watching Star Trek. I was like, the fact that I constantly feel alienated is actually part of my gender. So I started identifying as alien gender. And that was what started my Xenogender collection. Because I now have like quite a lot of Xenogenders. Most of them are like space related. Some of them are related to music. I won't go over all of them in this episode because it's a bit much. But I have genders relating to space, to aliens, to music, to my neurotype, to being an android, to certain aesthetics as well. And weirdly enough, I am kind of fluid or fluctuating between those. Because sometimes, very rarely, my xenogender collection actually feels more dominant than my androgyny. And that also very much depends on like neurodivergence, which is also why I use the term ADHD gender and fixie gender, because it's very dependent on hyperfixations. And also what kind of music I listen to, what brings out the xenogender part of me, I guess. And I am pretty much mostly Z-androgyne, meaning I am fully androgyne most of the time. And I consider myself demi-xenogender, meaning that on top of this, I am partially xenogender, and I consider my xenogenders like just one big group of genders that can't entirely be separated, because they all feel very, very similar to me in terms of they function the same, they're all demi, they are just one giant cluster of genders. So I also use the term multigender because I have multiple genders. I use the term polygender because I have many genders. I use the term gender fluid because as I said, I sometimes just fluctuate around. And I use the term bigender as well, even though I have more than two genders, because as I said, my genders feel like two distinct groups of gender. And as I said, my gender is very gay, so I also consider being lesbian and being Veldian an important part of my gender. And additionally, I also don't use the term non-binary anymore. I made an episode about that last summer. And I also don't really identify as trans anymore, which I have also made an episode about recently. And this is pretty much where I'm at now. This might very well change because my gender has become a lot more flexible within the last year or so. This is my gender experience. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did, please consider giving me a five-star rating wherever possible. If you would like to contact me, my email address is gndrqr98 at gmail.com. If you would like to send me a voice message, subscribe to my Patreon, follow me on social media, or ask me anonymous questions, all of that will be in the link tree in the description of this episode. Thank you so much for listening, and until next time, be safe.